let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey y'all, welcome to Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. You just said y'all. I did. I think that's the first time you've said that. I've, you know, I've tried, but I never feel myself when I say it. Yeah. It's easier to write it, like in a text Mm -hmm. or on a post or something. But to say it out loud sounds really weird to me. Yeah, I haven't decided where I am on this, on this y'all versus you guys fence. I'm just so used to saying you guys. I don't, I never in my whole life have said y'all. Yeah. So, but I kind of want to. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I kind of want to embrace. We had a a conversation with our friends, Zach and Jordan, Mm -hmm. um, a while back about this. Yeah. It was like an extensive conversation about it. And I still don't know where I'm at. Whether I'm just like ready to embrace the y'all. See, like I'm ready to embrace it, but I just feel silly. But at the same time, like you don't want to embrace it. Like when you're embracing it, it has to be a natural embrace. Right. And it doesn't feel natural. Because like if you're, if it's not a natural embrace, then you just sound kind of wonky. Right. Like I do. Like I don't have an accent, like a Southern accent. So. And so when I say, hey y'all, like. I don't know if it it requires a Southern accent though. It doesn't sound natural. Like, my mom know. doesn't have a southern accent, but it doesn't sound weird when she says does it. Does she use y'all? I think she does. Does she? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't think she does. I'm pretty sure she does. <laughs> okay. We'll get back to you on this one. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, this is Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. We're really excited that you've decided to listen to our banter back and forth and, and join us yeah. for this, uh, this fun journey. Uh, so, again, our purpose, if this is the first time uh, you joining us, Uh, Our purpose here at Outpost of Heaven is to uh, discuss some real-world applications of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what that looks like in real, genuine application. Which is exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, and so we try and talk about some of the the hard things, some of the fun things, some of the good things, try and give you some pep talks. Mm -hmm. We kind of float around. We do lots of different things. Um, Andrew makes fun of me. I interrupt him. Yep. It's a bit. Emily doesn't realize she's literally flipping the bird at me right now. I didn't mean to. Oh my gosh, I was she's, just putting my fingers on my cheek. She's so mad at me right now. I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to do that at all. Anyway. Okay. Oh, before we get into our spiritual topic, mm-hmm. uh, we have a quarantine tip. Oh, okay. So, here's my little tip. And I got this from um, when I started my mission in Russia. Um, and we just did this. I don't know if this is like completely a Russian thing because I know that Russians make this thing, but I don't know if I'm doing it right. I don't know the recipe. We just, as American missionaries, were doing it while we were in Russia. So whether or not it's like Russian, that's up to the Russians because yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but um, It's like a gringo version. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. For or, sure. Or might be exactly what you're supposed to do. Or maybe, We probably yeah. should look that up. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Um, so basically what we did and what I did today was that we took all of our fruit that was, you know how like your fruit sits on the counter in the fridge and there comes a point where it's still edible, but it's not really going to be yummy. And so you just kind of stare at it every day and every day it gets older, but you know, 
every day you're not going to eat it. Yep. You know, so it just kind of sits there, but you feel bad throwing it away. Anyways, so what I do is... Which is like, a, we usually go through our fruit pretty fast. We do. But every time we get pears... Yeah, I, I always I think, think I'm going to eat pears and then I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, but like something about pears and plums go bad at a super quick super quickly and so if you don't get them at the right point and you grab them it's all kind of like wrinkly and you're like "Ah, Mm -hmm. i don't really want to eat this yeah yep so what we do is um well i think this was only the first or second time we've done it since we've been married but i used to do it a lot but we're doing more now yeah is you chop up the fruit into like not too small pieces because you don't want it to disintegrate all the way but like larger chunks um they can't see your hands. Probably, any. I know. I'm trying to describe. <laughs> probably like half the size of like the palm of your hand. Unless you got a. Um, anyway, go on. Kind of like an apple slice, not like chopped apples, but like an apple slice size. Um, and so you chop them all up, keep the skins on, whatever, or you can take them off. Doesn't matter. I don't think. I wouldn't know actually, but um, and then you put it in a pot of boiling water and you just let it boil for a while and then you empty it all out into a pitcher without the fruit right or without you... the fruit yes yes, yes. you, you drain, drain it yeah you drain the fruit out or i guess strain, you drain you strain, strain the, the water out. you strain the fruit out <laughs> so that the water is going into the you, you strain noodles right so you strain do you strain the noodles or do you strain the water i don't know you I strain know. them and then you have water and noodles in separate <laughs> <Yes>. places <laughs> Yeah. So you do the same thing. For fruit, fruit is in one place. Fruit water stays is in, in the, the pot. The jug. Water's in the jug and um, or the pitcher. And then you add sugar, like according to your taste preference. And then you put it in the fridge and you let it cool down. And it's the best when it's super cold. Oh, yeah. It's so good. And it, it really tastes like kind of like a, a juice, but not quite. Yeah. They call it compote. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how Russian that actually is. I, don't, I, don't I know, know that when I whenever I've had it in Russia, it was like a red color. Yeah, usually it's it berries. Of berries. Yeah. But when I do it, like I, just I never, whatever, yeah, whatever I, I just use whatever I have on hand that's going bad. Yeah. It's so. it's really I think it's a cool like life hack. Life hack like like it's not really like pioneery, but like I don't know. Kind of. Kind of. Like, it's like using like everything. Using the hide or whatever they call it. Using the hide. Like every part of the buffalo. <laughs> There's our version. For 21st century version of using every part of the buffalo, we make juice from our too ripe fruit. Yeah. Not by juicing, but by boiling. Yeah. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Really easy and really yummy. Yeah. And it can be healthier if you don't add too much fruit or too yeah, much sugar. I added a lot of sugar today, so it's pretty sweet. I don't think it was that much. It was like a cup for... Like half a <laughs> asked for a glass so i gave him some to try uh-huh. and he gags he's like mom this is old juice <laughs> <laughs> he's like i don't want this meanwhile ruth's like give me more yeah. sugar 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 yeah i don't think she really cared too much what the medium was she just wanted sugar in yeah. her body and okay. she really likes things like if we're drinking something she wants to be drinking it right. so it's more of a really participation but so it's a really cool fun thing Give it a try. Uh, give it a try. Let us know how it works out. We're going to try and... I want to try and get some berries mm-hmm. and do it. Because berries make the, a really strong flavor. It does make a stronger flavor and a prettier color. But at the same time, I'd rather eat berries. Unless they're kind of like... Berries do the same thing, right? Yeah. So if it's like berries that go... If, I don't want to like, for them to go. I don't want to like buy berries for that because I really right, like Right, exactly. Because I like to eat the berries. Yeah. Can you do it with grapes? I don't know. Maybe. We try it. Maybe we should just like... I just 
Try whatever you have. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I feel like my grandma always has fruit that's like going bad because she like buys fruit in such big quantities. Like Sam's Club? Yeah. And so she just buys like Sam's, like, yeah, surplus mm-hmm. fruit all the time. So that'd be two hours not there. We could, you know, make compote there. Yeah. But we're digressing hardcore. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's Back begin, to our shall topic, we? <laughs> which is, I'm forgetting, <laughs> right. We are talking about our Sundays. Yes. Yes. Sunday worship in general right now because yes. of the Quarantine the pandemic. Sunday worship is what we're talking about. Yeah. So things, we all know things have changed drastically, dramatically in ways that we, no one saw coming. Yeah. Except God. I'm pretty sure he was aware. Uh, yes, he was aware. But... Most of us that aren't at quite at that level, <laughs> we're not aware. Right. We do not see this coming. Uh, and so the world's had to kind of, like the religious world especially, has kind of had to, you know, pull some interesting, uh, not not tricks. I guess they've had to make some really interesting adjustments. And it's been interesting Get talking. Get creative. Yeah. It's been interesting talking to friends from different faiths about how their churches or their synagogues have uh decided to handle it yeah mm-hmm. and so uh i know a l- there are a lot of churches out there who are doing live stream type thing doing live stream uh sunday sessions mm-hmm. or like, sermons that kind of stuff um i know that one of our neighbors uh i actually don't know which religion i, I know he's christian but i don't know like, like which, which, which denomination yeah. uh, he said that one day or like one week their pastor had pre-blessed communion. And so they just go and like get it? So they got it on Friday mm-hmm. and then like they picked it up on Friday. I think it might have been Easter weekend actually. So mm-hmm. they picked it up on Friday and then uh, on Sunday they live streamed like the, the, service. the, the, the worship service. Mm-hmm. And then everyone that had picked up their communion took it during the live stream. Okay. And so it was like, like they were there. Right. But not quite. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's really cool that churches are continuing to like show great effort in continuing forward. their service and moving forward. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's really cool. cool. Um, so for those of you who don't know, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has had a pretty different approach though. Yes. Largely. Yeah. I think that... Um, so for maybe I don't even know when this started two years ago last year yeah about two years ago um Ish. they started this whole new initiative that was um we call it home centered church supported and so basically what that is or what that means is that that our homes are the center for gospel learning and gospel progression spiritual mm-hmm. growth and that the church is secondary and we have like great quotes to yeah. say this way not, better than i can yeah, say yeah not necessarily like the, the... not that it's not that church is unnecessary because it is necessary right but um why don't you just go ahead and yeah read so that for us to kind of get some like some direct words this right. comes from uh elder david a bednar he is a member of the quorum of the twelve apostles for the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints and he said each member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints has an individual responsibility to learn and live the lord's teachings and to receive by proper authority the ordinances of salvation and exaltation here we go this this is the part we wanted to share we should not expect the church as an organization to teach or tell us everything we need to know and do to become devoted disciples and endure valiantly to the end 
Rather, our personal responsibility is to learn what we should learn, to live as we know we should live, and to become who the master would have us become. And our homes are the ultimate setting for learning, living, and becoming. Mm -hmm. So the church kind of like started this whole thing um, with emphasizing home being the center of gospel learning and, um, it's church supported, but really your learning and your spiritual growth should be at home. And I think that's just so fitting and prepared us for what we're going through right now. Right. And in the same talk, uh, elder Bednar said, uh, our most instructive Sunday school classes should be our individual and family study in our places of residence. Helpful but secondary Sunday school classes are held in our meeting houses. So, like, wow, yeah. the place we should be doing our primary learning mm-hmm. is in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is, we say this like an initiative of, of the church, or like of our church, but uh, we see these kind of principles in a lot of other religions as well, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of other denominations. Uh, you see people like, having gospel conversations with their family all the time, reading the scriptures um, as individuals and as family, having prayers, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it gets at. Like, right. like it's saying that you shouldn't, um, like while we have been instructed by the Savior to go to church and to congregate together and to be with the saints. because to take the sacrament. Yeah, to take the sacrament or the, or the, the communion or whatever it is that your church calls that. Mm-hmm. You know, taking of right. of the water and, and bread. Um, what am I saying here? So while while the Lord has instructed us to gather together as believers, um, we also need to, you know, it almost is like a paradox that we have been instructed to gather together, but we also need to be in a point in our personal development where... Uh, or at least the goal is to get to this point where going to church is not our primary source of spirituality and spiritual right. learning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like what the Savior said when he spoke to the woman, the woman at the well in Samaria. Uh, he said, "Like I will give you living water, that it, and you it will." Oh man, I probably should have pulled this up if I'm going to quote it. But <laughs> like I'll give you living water, and it will like well up to be a, a source of living water. Right. And so he is going to give you the jump start, uh, mm-hmm. but. He, you can't just be sitting there constantly relying on other people. Right. Um, you need to have your own relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you develop your own relationship with God, uh, you still gather with, with other believers. But like, if something happens, like a pandemic, and you're not able to gather, like you still need to be able to communicate with God uh, and have your primary learning continue so i really like Mm -hmm. what elder bednar said because he said that sunday school meetings or sunday school classes held in church buildings are secondary helpful but secondary and so with this whole pandemic thing uh helpful but secondary things have been put on hold like Mm -hmm. in-person sunday school classes right so i think that was just a, a cool thing i wanted to share yeah um so let's talk a little bit about what our church experience on Sundays looks like in our house. Okay. Okay. Um, we are, so our church isn't doing like Zoom meetings or like um, any sort oh, of. 
Sorry, this got back to what we were talking about earlier about how our church is kind of doing things differently than a lot of other churches okay. right now. We didn't say what it was. So this is what it was. <laughs> oh, okay. Connecting the dots. Yeah. We're Sorry so about that. scrambled. Yeah. So we're not doing, our, our church isn't doing like, like live streamed sermons or worship services or anything like that, really. Mm-mm. Like we're even like been, we've been discouraged from doing that thing with our local congregations. Like having regular things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been encouraged to have a uh, home-centered Sabbath worship services. With our families. Yeah. Yeah. So you talk a little bit about what that looks like for so us? So what that looks like for us. Um, we lately have been Zooming with family members. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we do is we have a little like a little lesson, not really a lesson. It's more of like a talk, like a yeah. speech. It's pretty informal though. Pretty informal. Yeah. Um, more like a spiritual thought. Someone shares a spiritual thought and we kind of like decide who's going to be sharing that ahead of time. Yeah. Um, and it's just one person. And then we have like a song that we open with and then we close with, um, and a prayer. Um, but why don't you go ahead and share a little bit about like taking the sacrament right. in our home? So there's, there's that aspect where, where there's, of our Sabbath worship services, our guests are kind of like spread out throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And so we have that where we, we kind of zoom with our extended family and we have that little talk and we, sh- we sing, so- we sing hymns together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then before that, we also um, do something that we call the sacrament. Uh, so in our church, we don't have paid clergy. Right. We have uh, like every worthy a man can be a priesthood holder. So like in our family, I, like I am a ordained priesthood holder in our, like in, in the church. Right. Uh, and so I am, I, we've been authorized to, uh, administer the sacrament to our own families in our homes. And so we are taking the sacrament every week in our homes. Um, and so we usually, I mean, what that looks like is, uh, we, have an opening song, we say a prayer, and then we have a close or a, a, a song after the prayer. And during that song, uh, I'll get up and I will kind of get the sacrament ready. Mm-hmm. And so we have like the bread, the bread and water. Uh, and then uh, there are like specific prayers that we say and bless the bread, give everyone a piece of the bread, and then we bless the water and give everyone a piece of the water. And, right. Um, so that's been a really cool thing to be able to do that in our home, uh, when we're, when it's just our family, uh, like when it's just Emily, the kids, and me, uh, we usually do the we've done the the hymns and the sacrament prayers in Russian, mm-hmm. which has been pretty cool. It's been so awesome, because we used to have a lot of our, we used to sing songs like sing hymns all the time in Russian just in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really cool to have like a whole, like, quote unquote, church meeting in Russian mm-hmm. again, like it was on the mission. So yeah, that was really it was cool. really cool. I want to do it more. Yeah. Um, as as like as the kids got older, we kind of wanted to engage them a little bit more, and so we were trying to teach them songs that they would understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think because of that, we moved away from Russian hymns a little bit. But I want to move back back towards that um and then later in the like at some point during the day we also have a a more in-depth study between the two of us Mm -hmm. we try and have like a lesson with the kids too yeah 
and then we try to have a lesson yeah. with the kids. We have an up scripture study with us. And then we try and have like spiritual activities throughout the day. Yeah. It sounds like a lot. It does sound like Doesn't a lot. Doesn't it sound like a lot? <laughs> yeah. But. So I think I've been, when it all started, and still every Sunday, I have to work myself through this because I feel like I romanticize this like perfect Sunday meetings in the house with mm-hmm. the kids that are going to behave perfectly and with me not getting frustrated and being patient and um it doesn't go as planned or as romanticized i guess maybe it goes as planned but not not as romanticized well it's Um, super difficult for the kids because they're used to having church be like a separate time a separate place separate clothing and so we still like change mm -hmm. into church clothing yeah but it's at our home and so it's taking place in the same place that they Play with their toys and watch their movies. movies Yeah. So to tell them like, hey, here, sit on the couch, but the TV is going to be off and there's no toys right now um, is really difficult for them. And they're, um, when we do go to church, they have, uh, we have like a meeting together, the sacrament meeting, but then the kids go to nursery or to primary classes, Mm -hmm. um, which is like a children's Sunday school. Yeah, during the the second hour. So first hour all together, second hour we split up. But for this, they don't get like kid time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so we do like our sacrament meeting and they only last a few minutes before yeah. like completely like leaving or completely not paying attention yeah. because we try and like cater it towards them. Oh yeah. Uh, at and least it's not they... like I expect them to be little adults. Like I expect them to be kids, mm-hmm. but it's still hard. Yeah. I mean, there's the hope that like they'll enjoy it and we, because sometimes they do, sometimes they really enjoy it. Sometimes yeah. they really engage mm-hmm. and you can tell that they're learning things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes and that's so exciting. You hope that they're learning something, and you, but they're not, mm-hmm. like they're not actively engaged. Yeah. Um, but it's it's funny that as we go throughout the day, you can see people like each member of the family's threshold mm-hmm. um, for spiritual things. So like Ruth's like has Ruth has like a three four minute threshold of like being able to be in a spiritual thing. Right. And that's like being really, really generous. By saying yeah. three or four. No, minutes. yeah, it is. I mean, that's like her being in the general vicinity of where we're at and talking. Right. Well, but they say, though, that like family lessons or like family meeting times for kids, like you should cater it to their age. So, like, age to minutes. Mm-hmm. So, like, if a kid is three, your lesson should only be three minutes max. Yeah. Um, so, like, for her to sit for three to four minutes, like, that's a big deal. She's yeah, not even that's two. true. But then Hiram, it's like, it's funny, you, they, we kind of cater our, our like, Sabbath worship service, I guess, to that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the very beginning is very, very simple. So, Ruth catches it. And then once right. we lose her, we're like, okay, so now we're... Now it's just Hiram. Now it's just Hiram. <laughs> so, now it's very, very focused on Hiram. And then when he's done, he, like, and he, we just, like, basically close the meeting and let him go. Right. And then Emily and I will continue studying... Mm-hmm. Until one we'll of us have like our scripture study. Yeah, until one of us reaches our threshold, which like, mine comes first usually. <laughs> usually, yeah, usually. Well, I because get... Andrew likes to talk deep about gospel things and everything for a long time, and he can do that all day long. Yeah, and I just can't. I just I get restless. I need to walk around. I need snack. Yeah, <laughs> I need. I'm needy. I guess. Yeah, but you're like you're like, like when, I, when it's like time to stand up or time to snack. It's like okay. What I was doing before is done. Like, this cannot go yeah, on. Yeah, it's like, 
Okay. Or it's like, I'm, I will be like, oh, I need to get up, get up and get a snack, but I, I want to continue this as I'm snacking or as I'm walking mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Especially walking. I like pacing. I'm a pacer. Yeah. I think I just need to change it up, like, topic, too. I can't just talk about, like, one, like, one focused topic for so, mm-hmm. so long. Yeah. And I'm that way if we're just circling. Yeah. But if we're not circling and we're kind of like exploring new avenues and new aspects of it, then I'm mm-hmm. totally fine staying on one topic all day. Yeah. It's a lot of our differences. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think for me it's, it's really difficult seeing people's threshold, like spiritual tolerance threshold being met before my own. Right. Whether it's you or like if, mm-hmm. if other family members or friends are, engaged, are zooming in with us or if we're with them. Uh, and like their thresholds met before mine, mm-hmm. um, that's really difficult. Like th- it's like emotionally. Which is really for me. sad because yours is like, if if, we, if your threshold is high, does that mean you can handle a lot? Yeah, I mean like so my threshold's high. I mean like it takes a lot of. I I'm not going to like be. How do you say nada yes? What is like mini nada yell? Um, like. You can tolerate, maybe? No, no, no. It's like, me and nothing else. Like, I'm tired of it. Like, okay. it takes a long time for me to get tired of spiritual conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, so you can last so, so long that, like, everybody dies off before you, which is, like, yeah. so, so sad. I'm, like, I'm so like, sorry. Frequently. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm, like, having to, like, tug at people to have conversations like this. <laughs> like, I'm so like, sorry. Like, That's I just want to talk about... And the problem is that... I really like talking about ideas mm-hmm. and not everybody's like that. Right. Um, and so for me, just trying to figure out, okay, what does a good worship service or good Sabbath day activity look like with this person? Mm-hmm. And it's like with, with, with you, it's a lot of, it's a lot of serving. It's a lot of, uh, talking about people's needs. It's about, um, doing family history work or other things that kind of bring us closer to our family mm-hmm. like those kind of things right and so like and with the kids less intellectual conversation right and like with the kids it's all I mean, especially with Hiram right now it's about it's about singing the songs he likes yeah it's about the... like letting him um giving him th- small things that he can master and yeah. then praising his mastery of those oh, things yeah. mm-hmm. and so like we've we've been working on a couple songs like memorizing a couple songs yeah, in church. That I mean, so cute to listen yeah, to him. Yeah, he really loves it, and we've been doing it for like a month, month and a half, mm-hmm. maybe even two months, and he's memorized three, three and a half, no, three like songs, three verses. Yeah, um, and and so like we just kind of go through those songs every day, pretty much. Yeah, and uh, he really likes that, and so it's just about like figuring out. What works what for you. What works for your for your spouse and yeah. for your kids. And if you're with your parents, with your, for your parents or your siblings or your friends. Uh, and because it's a lot more one-on-one than you have in, like, in a church setting. Like in a church setting, it's kind of more generalized. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is what we can give everybody. So you kind of have to take what you can get. Yeah, but I in, think it's important to meet people where they're at. Um, like you can't always do that in a giant church group setting Mm -hmm. but at home like we have that ability Mm -hmm. or i don't know we have the opportunity (laughs) we have the opportunity i guess yeah yeah, to meet people where they're at so to try to cater to each other's needs and what a great oh sorry go ahead ahead. and just not to put 
the expectations that you have on your Sunday onto everybody else because that might just be discouraging to you. Yeah, it's unrealistic. In the end. It's, yeah. a, it's unrealistic, it's discouraging, and people communicate with God in different ways. And so we can't be right. expecting that everybody communicates with God in the same way. Mm-hmm. And how cool of an opportunity this is to be able to kind of fine-tune those skills uh, during yeah. this very focused period. Uh, so when we go back to our churches and we're meeting with, with our brothers and sisters again, uh, we can uh, kind of take these same skills and apply them in a more broad, general church setting. Right. And then hopefully by the end of this, this though, like we're all personally stronger spiritually mm-hmm. um, than we were before. Yep. I definitely, definitely agree with that. And it's it's super difficult with kids. I mean, the kids make it... Yeah. It's super cute with kids, but it's hard. For like five minutes. But it's so cute. Yeah. It's so cute when they like pay attention. Yeah. Or when they are trying to sing, <laughs> even if they don't know the words. Like Ruth doesn't know any words because she doesn't really talk. But she's kind <laughs> she's of like... like Ma! Ah. It's like monotone, <laughs> like one tone... But it's loud. <laughs> and her mouth is like wide open. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's so cute. Yeah, it's totally worth it. But it is yeah. it, it is sometimes difficult. But it's been very rewarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I find that personally, I have grown spiritually just as much now uh, during this time of pandemonia <laughs> uh, as I was during, uh, like before all this when we were going to church right. every week. And I would say for myself, I've grown more than I would have if we didn't have this pandemic. Mm -hmm. I just feel like for me, it's been like a giant spiritual nudge to be stronger spiritually and be more self-sufficient spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like in, you know, in a, in a weird way, it's, it's like the, the parable of the 10 virgins. Yeah. Um, like we, we always expect that we're able, we can go and buy more light from the merchants, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so this example, like going to church, might be the merchants, like the place right. where like you actually can't go and get more. Right, like we have to we have figure to be... it, figure it out on our own. <laughs> yeah, and so we have to be. Uh, you, if we had, you know, before all this went down, if we had uh, been trying what we needed, to, doing what we needed to do to fill our our oil lamps, um, and we weren't. What am I saying here? What am I trying to say? You're trying to say that if, like, before, we could just, like, if we needed that boost, we could go to church and we could get there, it. We yeah, could yeah. get filled, but now we can't, so we have to fill it ourselves. Yeah, we we already had to have had filled it. That's complex, yeah. but yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and so now we're in this weird phase where we're having to kind of rely on our own stores of oil. And mm-hmm. who knows what's going to happen in the future. This this might happen, something like like this might happen again, or it might be a really long time before we're all able to go back to church, or we might go back next week. We don't know. Yeah. But It makes it, me wonder, though, if this is like a trial run for something bigger later. Yeah. That's how I'm going to treat it. It's like practice round. Yeah. It's like, hey, like, remember this? Like, remember that time that we weren't able to go to church for months? Mm-hmm. Like, we need to be at a point where our kids and our family members are strong enough spiritually so that if something like this happens... And we got it. We got it. Yeah. And so I've been grateful for for this opportunity. It's been hard, and I worry about some members of our congregation um, for lots of reasons. But um, I know I, that a lot of them right now just need the 
need the friendship and the fellowship. Yeah. And that's hard because we're not getting that as much. I mean, we're trying to serve others and like keep people in our prayers and like serve. No, I just said serve them. <laughs> um, we've been writing some letters and delivering cookies and um. What was the thing that I was going to say? Text messaging. Text messaging. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's a little late. I'm, I'm a little tired. But yeah, texting them, trying to stay in contact, but it's still not the same yeah. as seeing people in church on Sundays. Yep. So I'm excited for all this to, to get over so we can get back to not normal, uh, but we can get back to a situation where we can interact with our brothers and sisters in our congregations, wherever mm-hmm. we're at. Yeah, I'm excited for um, that. But it's really worth it. And there, it, I think every ounce of effort you put into making your Sabbath more holy pays huge div- dividends. Mm-hmm. It's like there are huge payoffs for it. Um, so doing little things like, you know, even though you're not going anywhere trying to wear church clothes, at least for a portion of your day when you're talking, maybe during your scripture study with your family or, mm-hmm. or during your, your Zoom or meeting with your church or your, uh, watching your live stream of your worship service or wh- whatever it is that your church is doing. Yeah. Like still trying like, to make that time holy quote unquote, in your mind. show up. Yeah. Yeah. Like don't just like roll out of bed in your pajamas. Like if you're not doing anything and it's either like you roll out of bed in your pajamas and you throw on live stream or you don't watch anything at all or you don't do anything at all like roll out of bed in your pajamas right, and watch right, it right. <laughs> but like, but if you're looking for more ways to make it more holy or different than every other day sitting at home mm-hmm. yeah yeah and some of the things we do is we try and uh we try and change the music we listen to mm-hmm. we uh, try to watch um less or no tv yeah or and if and what we do watch we try and make sure it's not always like christian or gospel-y type movies but it's like very family centered yeah and so we're, we're just very mindful and yeah. so the the best measuring stick that i've heard for like how to make the make your sabbath days more holy is think of what you're doing and ask yourself like what does what i'm doing right now tell the lord about how i feel about his commandments about his Mm-hmm. covenant day oh, i like that and so like if what you're doing uh shows him that you are committed to to him um or you want to bring people closer to him or whatever it is uh and you feel good about that then go ahead and do that mm-hmm. yes i agree wholeheartedly that's fantastic <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think that's about it i think we yeah, kind of rambled so. on with a bunch of our ideas mm-hmm. um I don't think we brought provided a whole bunch of solutions for your kids for kids because I think that's just a that is a battle that you are an expert in. Yep. And you just you have to do it. You guys got this. Yep. You know your own kids. You know All what we they can, can say is that it's worth it. Try and you know cater to their needs and their wants. Mm-hmm. And as you do this prayerfully, God is going to help you. Right. Like right. God, as crazy as it seems, loves your children more than you do. And if you ask him to give you a hand as you're trying to teach your children who were his children first, mm-hmm. uh, he's going to help you. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so he, like, as you do that, like, you're you're not going to be perfect, but you're going to see miracles happen. I believe that. Mm-hmm. So if you love 
anything we're saying, <laughs> please uh, let your friends know about us. Yeah. Share the podcast on social media, all those good things. Mm-hmm. All the good things. Great review. Thank you guys so much. We love having you. Okay. Keep the faith. <laughs> Bye.